Welcome to Suppose, a podcast where authors ex- discuss the extraordinary. I'm James B. Hassel. And I'm Sarah John. And this week we're discussing Suppose, the world is experiencing mass hysteria. Dun dun dun. <laughs> because it is. <laughs> Depends on who you are. No, I think it is. I, th- I, okay. th- I think the majority is. How about that? Okay. As most mass hysterias go. It starts with an idea and just grows from there and sweeps people in without them noticing. Uh-huh. You know, like the witch trials. Uh-huh. When all you had to do is say, the devil made me do it. Uh-huh. And then you were sorry. And then point out the other people influenced by the devil mm-hmm. to get them in trouble to get. And then you were in the good. Mm-hmm. Does this sound familiar <laughs> at all? <laughs> Can I, can I can I replace devil with like racist or white supremacist or communist or leftist or? Yeah, we haven't burned anybody at the stake recently. Not physically. We burn people at the stake all the fucking time, metaphorically. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I can see that on the internet and everything. Mm-hmm. The witch hunt, they hit soon and hard. Don't let up. Huh. Okay. All right. I can see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So. All you had to do is point and say who they are. <laughs> you're a witch. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it works on both sides, which is why I'm saying the globe, the round globe, mm-hmm. <laughs> just as a callback for that episode, mass hysteria. Just don't feel like everybody's under it. I th- I feel like more are than aren't though, and that might be just my perception. But yeah, especially when well, to be fair, as in most things, it affects one group of people more than the other. Mm-hmm. So like the very blue collar people, uh, I don't think they give a fuck about the witch hunt. They're like going to work and getting paid and going home and doing their thing. Like everyone used to do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to media outlets, when it comes to academia, when it comes to any kind of talking head, uh-huh. mass hysteria. <laughs> well, and their so audiences. It depends because if, if you tell a redneck you're going to take his gun, he's mm-hmm. going to lose his freaking mind. Which is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, a mass shooting in Texas not that long ago. I'm pretty sure when I heard about it at the church. Yeah. And the first thing said was, oh, good. Here comes the gun debate again. Yeah. Not even like thoughts and prayers or fucking anything else. It was, nope, here comes the guns. They're coming for our guns once again. Which was true. That is the first thing that comes up. Yes. I have I have thoughts on both sides of this, and I'm pissed that the Air Force didn't stop him from getting it. Because, you know, if the Air Force would have reported what had happened, he wouldn't have gotten a gun. I mean, there's just so many ways that this went True. sideways. But I was and having that. have to go sideways. Like, if they would have reported it, he wouldn't have been able to legally get a gun. That doesn't mean he wouldn't have been able to get one. Well, but the other part of that is... Out. I was having this discussion earlier. I was like, okay, even if they had done that, and since we'll never know his motives, Mm -hmm. what if he spent 10 minutes on Google and figured out how to make a bomb, which is cheaper than buying a gun? And if he didn't have that much creativity, what stopped him from getting in a truck and plowing people down? Yeah. It's It's harder to kill people in a truck. No, depends. It was a church, man. They line up pretty well. Yeah. Like exiting and shit. It 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 is, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's easier to kill a bunch of people quickly with a gun. Like you have to swerve and like drive for people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, guns you can just easily pivot. True. You also have to be a good shot, which. Not if you have a. An automatic weapon. You don't have to be a good shot. There's no legal automatic weapons, everywhere. so he didn't have a legal automatic weapon because those are illegal. Yeah. 
I don't know. The whole thing is fucked up. We mm-hmm. need a better mental health system. How about? Well, that's the other part is the other thing you always hear is, oh, that's so evil. And you know my stance on that. Mm-hmm. But since this dude died, and I don't know if we're getting the autopsy for that, I'll go back to like one of the first well-known mass shooters, which was Whitman in Texas on the tower. Oh, right. Yeah. I had to think about that. Okay. I was going to say, if you remember that one. I... I know who you're talking about, but I, it well, was not for foremost uh, of my mind. I was going to say not not so much remember, but heard of because it was mm-hmm. in the 60s, I think, or yeah. 70s. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, all right. But he said in some, I don't know if it was letters, I think it was letters, that something was wrong with him. Uh-huh. And he didn't know what it was. <clears throat> and after he died, he he hoped science would autopsy him dissect his brain figure out what the hell was wrong with him and drove him to do this mm-hmm. which by the way isn't him saying the devil made him do it well you <laughs> know i give him credit for that at least mm-hmm. so they did the autopsy and there was a tumor pressing against a piece of his brain that would trigger massive aggression paranoia <sighs> a reason to do these kinds of things that sucks. So whenever whenever you say these people are evil, it's are they? Yeah, no, well, I mean he had problems and he needed to be seen more seriously than he was. And then you have um the guy in Texas who drove everybody down. That was I mean, I think of suicide attacks like that as which guy? There, so you don't know about the the thing in Texas. I'm not in Texas, in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the you guy said, Texas drove, threw me off. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm a little brain farted today. Yeah, that's um, fun. So the to me that that kind of suicide attack feels like mass hysteria. Like I was you s- have to work yourself. That kind of religious fervor mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be. An expression of genuine faith, but an act of being hysterical or, I don't know, warped in your head. Well, this is funny because I mentioned this before the podcast that uh, I I wanted to link it to something that I thought you would agree with or hate. Okay. This is that thing. Oh, okay. I believe all of this has become religious fervor without the religion. Mm. As in, so the mass, I think the mass hysteria is linked to it or what Mm -hmm. I'm calling mass hysteria is whenever, because if you say the devil made me do it or the devil is evil or causing evil Mm -hmm. and you replace devil so easily with patriarchy, the Mm -hmm. West, Christians, Jews, Muslims, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you can replace devil with any of that. And it easily fits the ideology that you're currently under. Mm-hmm. You're in some kind of religious fervor. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, veganism made me do it. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't really fly, though. It does uh, whenever does you're attacking. Yeah, I was <laughs> just PETA. The what? What are they? The ALF, ELF, Animal Liberation, ALF. Yeah. Animal Liberation, ELF. They like to elf. bomb things. Yes. Yeah. Because animal products are evil and veganism is God or good. Yeah. Huh. I think ideology, whether it's literal book religion or thought religion, I don't know what you would say that. Uh, I I think, I think it feeds into that. Whatever you worship. Is yeah. your religion, and yeah. I don't mean that isn't a god sense. Yes, and I don't think I think humans are hardwired to have some kind of faith-like structure. I think people which are hardwired for that. Yeah, which I don't think has to be religion. No, I mean it can be like you know I have friends who find much meaning and peace and love and gratitude in yoga. Mm-hmm. And great, go for it. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, because we are human, we like to take things to the extreme. This is where my nihilism kicks in and gives me advantage. Yeah. 
It would be nice to be nihilistic sometimes, except I, I would be monumentally unhappy that way to be there any length of time. Sure. But I don't know. It depends on what you make of it. <clears throat> it really does. What can you make of nihilism? Please tell me. <laughs> to, to not have any kind of faith, belief, or higher power? Yeah, but but what do you get at the end of that? You get life. Uh-huh. You get you live life to its fullest as you can because you have a belief that nothing comes afterwards. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. So you you set a time limit. You you get to enjoy this much time that you know of or you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And no more. Then mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to do what you can to be happy in the moment. Okay. It it definitely doesn't drive people to blow themselves up thinking they're going to get rewarded. I well, okay, fair enough. But it could be, drive people to be depressed because if they feel like there is no point to it, well, some people like having a point, but they like having a spelled out point. Make your own point. Yeah, I, how many people can actually do that? I don't know. More should be able to though. I think the world would be a happier place if they could. Well, I just don't I don't feel like people can do that very much. I don't either, which is I, I still think it would be better though. <laughs> because if your point was I mean like uh Christ, modern Christianity, I should say, has some good points where it's mm-hmm. like be good, have a happy family, contribute to your family, protect your family. Those are all fun. Mm-hmm. You don't really need modern Christianity to get to those points, though. Well, if you think about it as a community and that it, uh, um, it creates an environment and a community to support you in doing those things, mm-hmm. then and people who believe the same way that you do, so they're helping you achieve that and stay accountable and all that other stuff. It's more of like... See, wouldn't it be nicer if your community was your community, though? I think, or at least America has lost that completely. I can't argue with that. So you're living away from your community Mm -hmm. in a group of people you really don't know and don't care to know and possibly have different thoughts than you so you don't like them on certain degrees. Yeah. Well, I mean, my family has different points of view that I think are asinine yeah amazing I, I, think, I think everyone's family has that but it's like so many times where i'm just like i cannot believe you said that wow <laughs> that's amazing yeah but what if what if your community your physical community was supportive of you and your things you wouldn't really need the church yeah but i mean as it stands i agree i'm talking utopia here and I'm fully aware of that. Some people are hardwired to believe in God, though. Well, yeah. So you would be fighting their biology, and they would be unhappy for it. I'm not saying so, everyone would need it. I'm just saying. Well, at this point, not every. I mean, the number of people who actually attend some kind of religious service every week is very small, percentage-wise. Mm, are you people sure? Claim, <laughs> yes. People claim to have a religion, but those who are actively um, participating in that religious community is, is I mean, compared especially compared to what it was, but it's pretty small here. Now, if you go somewhere like Saudi Arabia, then everybody's participating across the board because they don't want to die. No. Yeah. So it doesn't make them any happier. It does not make them any happier. So I feel like we have the weeding out of the people who don't actually feel anything about religion and don't actually get any benefit so they're they're getting to be able to self-select themselves self-select out of this lifestyle that doesn't help them mm-hmm. and you're left with the people who uh, actually want to be in part of this so that's my thought but anyway so mass hysteria we talked about did we talk about the dancing plague last week i believe we did but we could so, yeah, you'd mentioned the dancing plague, and then I promptly went and forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. About mass hysteria breaking out where a woman 
danced in the street, and then a bunch of people joined her, and this, and then it randomly right. stopped. Right. Before we get too deep into this, mm-hmm. I want to say this is from Pew, so take it for what it's worth. Okay. Uh, participation. Uh, wait. Percentage of people in each religious group have who have high, medium, or low level involvement involvement in their congregations. Mm-hmm. Christian, 30% high, 58% medium, 12% low. See, 38 is not, I mean, it's not nothing, but. Wait, wait what? High was 30, medium was 58, low was right. 12. I right. assume low would be the, I claim this religion, but don't really go. Yeah. 12% is not that big of a chunk out of the group. No. But I mean that's not like not everybody's Christian. So you have a lot of people who say they're atheists or not affiliated or anything like that. Uh the country's like seventy something percent Christian. Hmm. Atheism or no no affiliated religions quite low overall. So seventy percent Christian, thirty percent of them go to church most weeks. Thirty percent have high involvement. Which, what does that mean? <laughs> Let's see. All right. Those who are members of a congregation attend religious services at least weekly and attend and attend a prayer or scripture group weekly or monthly are categorized as having high level of congregation involvement. Yeah. So 30% of that 70% is still not horrendously. Uh, yeah, but 58%. <laughs> Do what? Plus 30, so we're at 88 But what is, what is that moderate involvement? <clears throat> Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, to get to, I'm going to say it how they said it. While those who are not members of a congregation and who seldom or never attend religious services and small group prayer scripture reading groups are in the low category, all other respondents are categorized as having medium. Yeah, so what does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. Not really, no. It's a weird wording. Yeah, I, you know, people who are actively at, involved, I'm, and the people I'm considering are in that high group. So yeah, that's like weekly plus. Yeah. So the 58% could be. They attend weekly, but don't attend the extra thing. Could be. Or it could be they attend once a month or something. Or they're there at Christmas and Easter. Uh, would hope they would fall in the low category. Probably Me. don't, but I would hope. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know. But anyway, dancing play. Dancing play, which is way more interesting than religion. Yes. Um, so, uh, you'd mentioned it and then I got this book a week or two ago called get well soon. And, um, by the way, anybody who's looking for a good book, this is a really good book. Um, I'm very much enjoying it. She went into, so today I was listening to it in the drive home just before we started the podcast and, um, she got into what she called the dancing plague. And, um, so I got some more of the background on what happened. Um, so there were turns out needs an S now (laughs) plagues. Yes. It happened many times. Um, so there was me away. (laughs) So there was a physician in like the 1540s or whatever who claimed that the woman, um, Frau Trophia in 1518 or 1517, when she started this dancing plague, started it because she was trying to piss her husband off and um, she cussed too much and she wanted sex too much. All very amazing scientific reasons, by the way. But that pissed so anyway, off her husband, though? <laughs> yeah, he didn't like her dancing, I think. So what happened was... is Unless that was sex um, with other people, that would be a problem. Yeah, when you have times with mass hysteria, mm-hmm. it's sometimes... Um, caused by shared traumas or um, stressful situations or um, repressions of feeling and everything, feelings and everything like that. And they did have 
um, a fairly uh, archaic view of sex. So it is possible, but probably not likely, that she started dancing because of sexual repression, which was a thing back then. Mm-hmm. Or, or they'd had high taxes and um, a food shortage and the year before that she did this. So it was like a really terrible year. It was noted as a really terrible year. Right. So it might have just been this. So this is, um, she went into um, the other plagues, but it, I mean, they danced until they fell over and died. They danced until the skin had come off of their feet Mm. and their bones were sticking out and bloody. And then they would get infections and die from it. They did not stop. So when the amazing part in all of this, they had this, um, I'm going to see if I, I think it's a saint of dancing. What the heck is her name? Saint Vitus. I thought that was what it, I knew it started with a V. Anyway, so um, after so this plague in particular, the community decided to create an environment to help solve the problem. So they took all of the people who were afflicted and had followed her into this insanity and took her to um, a statue or a shrine of Saint Vitus, and a priest prayed over them, and they got better. <laughs> <laughs> like that is kind of awesome <laughs> because it's it's mass hysteria mm-hmm. it's not an illness and like most of the other plagues like we've gotten the bubonic plague and something that hit rome that she claims was the actual fall of rome and um there's like a she she said it best when she said i'm on team smallpox yeah as what killed the roman empire so uh yeah. I'm I'm leaning toward the other theory of the fall of Rome. Okay. Which is, oh, they expanded their money became worthless. It's the last time I looked up the fall of Rome, it sounded exactly like America today. Yeah. Well, she she needed she pointed out, and I think it's a fair point. They got hit with a really bad epidemic of a plague. Mm-hmm. And so Which, when you yeah, lose helps. <laughs> massive numbers of your people, but everything including was, your army. I was going to say, but if you've crumbled before that. Yeah, they hadn't really. So this was during Marcus Aurelius's um, time. And then he died and Comatus came in and Comatus was um, uh, fuck with. That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So Comatus kind of spiraled it even further out of control but they were out of they lost a lot of their resources they ended up in war with um the germanic tribes and it was just kind of a hot mess yeah which that was was like i would like to think you could put it all on the plague that would be awesome because you know science (laughs) so we can fight diseases Mm -hmm. but if the uh, if the ideology of rome helped a great bit which i think it did mm-hmm. that, that's harder to fight yeah because it is the hysteria yeah which rome had a lot of that going on towards the end that may have led to part of the small box as well yes um, yeah stop caring so, about i don't know I don't, so much <laughs> they don't know exactly that it was smallpox but it was something like that yeah no, um, she she voted for that, but I'm just saying, you know, if you say smallpox, you get the connotation of what would have gone wrong. I was gonna say, but, uh, I don't, I, I'll I'll be more reductive, and I don't think it was as much disease. Well, so when you get this kind helped. of disease, mm-hmm. you lose all of your family, mm-hmm. and you watch them die horribly, and maybe. You take care of them, or maybe you lock your kids out of the house so that you don't get sick. Yeah. Because and people will be like, "No, no, no! I would never do that to my children." And it's like, mm. "Yes, you would." <laughs> yeah, survive. The survivor's instinct kicks in in yep. weird situations and in weird yep. ways. 
mm-hmm. you will do a lot of things to survive, and especially things you think you absolutely would not do. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we would all be that horrendous, and mm-hmm. it's just the way it goes. So, accept your awfulness. <laughs> I was going to say some would be self-sacrificing. That is their role or their some mindset. Would be. Yeah. Hilariously, you know those beak max things they did for um, the plague doctors? Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, you should look up what a plague mask is. It was this long beaked nose. They look fucking kind of awesome and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite designs of anything. And it's not intentionally looks cool. No, it's terrible. Like, it's terrible. So, um, they wore these long black cloaks, which kept the fleas out. They had these long nose masks that were filled with scented stuff so that they could, like, it was supposed to ward off evil scents or whatever. But what it really did was made them able to tolerate being with sick people who stunk. And it protected them from the airborne bacteria and the fleas. I was gonna so say, they yeah. didn't get sick as often. <laughs> it all ironically worked. <laughs> it was like the precursor to a hazmat suit. Yes. <laughs> Which is what made yes. it amazing. And it was because that long beak with the fillings on the inside were basically mm-hmm. a rudimentary filter. Yes. <laughs> and they had glass eyeballs too. Yeah. Like it was a full and- mask. It it looks like the it looks almost identical to a precursor gas mask because mm-hmm. the old yeah. gas mask had that hose with the filter at the bottom. Yep. Yeah. But people like mass hysteria during that time. Oh, and yeah, they would just lock people out of their houses. They would leave food and water by somebody's bed and say, "I'm going to run to the store, whatever their store equivalent was, or I don't know, going yeah. to church or mass or." You had to at that point, though. And they would just leave them there to die. Yeah, it was either leave them there to die or stay there so you could die, too. Yeah. It was just no good options. No. Uh Uh-uh. So, when I was a kid, we would go out to the desert, and my dad would say, just be careful, don't get close to squirrels, they all have the plague. And I'd be like, that's amazing. Like, I, I, Mm. you know, nine, I kind of knew what he meant. Yeah. But I didn't really know what he meant. And mm. then it's like, I started to learn more about it. It's like, oh, dear God. Yeah. There's been cases. Plague. Yeah, plague still exists. I know. I know it does. But in nine, America. It did not sound. <laughs> no, like it, it wasn't that threatening, though. No. Yeah. It didn't seem like it should still be a thing. Like, we should, no. we should have beaten this by this point. But And we have. I mean, with antibiotics, it's beaten. But. As long as you catch it early enough. Yeah, she was giving the statistics on it. It's still like, I believe it's 700, 600 cases a year. Mm -hmm. And about, I don't know. In developed people die. Yeah. I know all over worldwide. That was worldwide. I know. I'm just saying some of them are in developed countries. Yes. Some of them are in developed countries. And um, it's still something like um, 100 or 200 people die per year. And it's mostly just for getting treatment soon enough. Yeah. So, but Which, somebody like, <sighs> well, I think diseases like that are a perfect what analogy metaphor for mass hysteria. Because every case of mass hysteria seems to start out with one person doing something. Yeah. And then the idea catches on. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It is weird. I think. That's why I think today is mass hysteria because of social media. That one idea, that one meme catches on. Yes. And then everyone falls in line. Everyone chooses a side. Mm-hmm. Everyone picks their media. Yeah. I I was thinking about this today. We make fun of, and in, in the mom groups, we make fun of the husbands because they get man colds. Mm-hmm. And somebody posted today, pray for me, guys. My husband has a cold. Right. And I'm like, that's so funny. But it like it seems like it's picking up steam. <laughs> <laughs> Are we soon going to be, you know, killing them for 
having, you know, a cold and wanting to sleep for a day. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might. Possibly. Yeah. One woman was legitimately pissed. She's like, we all have the stomach flu. I have slept three hours and my husband slept two days. And I finally was like going to take a nap and he followed me in to take a nap. So nobody was watching the kids. And I was like, oh yeah, I would kill them then. <laughs> it's like, you need to tell him to go watch his kids. <laughs> so. All right. Well. Uh, he wanted to be a martyr. It was uh, amazing. I was going to say, can I ask the asshole question now? She wanted to be a martyr. Mm-hmm. No, the asshole question would be, well, th- did he work the seven days before and she stay at home? She's a homeschooling parent, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did like she I said, work? It's an asshole yeah. question, but. It is an asshole question. It's it not is. Easy being home. It's, it's like. It's not, but depending on. This is a big dependence. Depending on what he does, what he does might be a little more taxing. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. I'm not Although saying. I feel like if you got to take a dump in private mm-hmm. and did not wipe anybody's ass but your own, you have a leg up. Maybe, maybe not. You want to be wiping asses that are not your own? Oh no, my brother does it. He's a nurse. Oh dear God! <laughs> <clears throat> to him, man. Yeah, it was my, my my favorite conversation with my brother was he told me how much he made one week because of overtime and things mm-hmm. to that effect. Mm-hmm. And he laughed and said, wiping ass doesn't sound so bad now, does it? And I said, yes, the fuck it does. <laughs> <laughs> but you, that's not enough for me. <laughs> nope. I, I, I'm all in favor of money. I'm a huge capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> That one? No, I'm 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, so, it just depends. If especially yeah. if you have very stressful children, mm-hmm. it can sometimes be just worse being at home. Because yeah. imagine if you've got like two or three ADHD children, mm-hmm. and you have to be at home trying to educate them. Okay, but and if he has a. 12 hour shift or something and has to deal with fucking 20 ADH employees yeah. well what she said was that he'd been homesick with them throwing mm. up and everything for it had been a couple days and he'd slept through all of it and while she'd been cleaning everybody else up and sick herself yeah so I was saying one might have had more reserves than the other Mm-hmm. I could be wrong I'm not making any judgments here just saying there is the argument that there is it's okay people will just flay you for that saying it oh it's fine i don't give a fuck no you don't <laughs> opinions right. are like assholes everyone has one no one wants to hear them exactly <laughs> so um we got off of the topic so the dancing thing so yeah it mm-hmm. happened a couple of times it doesn't the dancing thing doesn't really happen anymore and it's probably because dancing is no longer as taboo as it was. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly. Um, but there have been other situations of mass hysteria, like um, the killing fields of Cambodia. And I'm I'm getting all of this out of this book that I just listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, the killing fields of Cambodia, they had a bunch of the women um, go blind afterwards because... Because why? Because they'd just seen something so horrendous that they didn't want to see anymore. So, mm-hmm. that is a possibility. I mean, you know, how do you really get a, a diagnosis of what something causes a mass hysteric? But, yeah. that's that was a thought. Um, and a high school in um, Tanzania, not that long ago, the girls all broke out in hysterical laughing. Mm-hmm. And they would alternate between hysterical laughing and sobbing. Yeah. Hysterically. So, I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. And but then... if I was in a public high school, I'd be sobbing too. <laughs> oh, just kidding. I liked high school. <laughs> I didn't. No, well, it, I did. I had fun. It's a small miracle I didn't become a school shooter. <laughs> oh, Lisa. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, I had other kids tell me that too. 
<laughs> they were like, I remember you from calculus. I never wanted to mess with you because I expected you to shoot the place up one day. <laughs> like, thanks. That's <laughs> vote, amazing. Vote of confidence there. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. It was a weird thing to Good hear. Good on you for not doing it. Right. I didn't even think about doing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. out of this place. <laughs> I, I do think the the mass shootings lately have been an epic or a symptom of some kind of mass hysteria going on. Mm. Well, it it takes a lot and it needs to happen to do mass hysteria. Unless you're the first, unless you're the one. Okay. Like maybe one, I should one. just say hysteria. <laughs> okay. Because, or, like. The nearness, I don't think, has to be as much anymore because as soon as a shooting happens, everyone fucking knows everything about it now. That is true. You have Vegas, and all of a sudden, you know, a couple, oh, what, week, two weeks later, you have Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you had, yeah, Vegas, no, because the other one is, is religious-related. I think. I'm pretty sure the New York guy was, it was religiously motivated. New York was religious, so yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so different kinds of mass hysteria. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, well, okay, I guess I can see that. I, I'm... Like, mass shootings wasn't a thing before the 60s. No, well, they didn't have guns that really... Guns well, were right, a thing. <laughs> not, but not like they. It's not that they weren't a thing. It's that you didn't have people who had access to the guns that could kill tons of people. You kind of did. They, they, the production of them started to kick up at World War Two. So, like, y you have the the easy. In the 1860s, during the Revolution, you had to load your gun, and that took you five and a half minutes to get one bullet in it, or something ridiculous like that. Those were so, black powder. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you end up with that production slowly working its way to faster and faster, and then you can load multiple bullets and all this other stuff, and that does pick up, but... Yeah, but you it had didn't really start to like the manufacturing and everything like that didn't start to really ramp up until later on. Automatic weapons were readily available in the twenties and thirties. That's why you always saw automatic weapons, the Tommy gun, with gangsters. Wait, did people in, have during prohibition? Those? Yes. A lot of people had them. I don't know how many, but they were available. Okay. Well, and in the 20s, they should have shot people because they had prohibition. Yeah, they did shoot some. That that was what I don't... They're not counted as mass shootings because they're more crime-related. Yeah, so and isn't isn't any mass shooting even if it is crime-related? That, that always bothered me. Like, no. shouldn't this count? No. Why? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but they don't. But they should. I think they should. I think, I think they're categorized by motive. Uh-huh. Because mass shootings are really motive unknown type Unless things. you are going to shoot up an entire rival gang and that is the only person you are trying to hit. Even if you're just trying to intimidate a community into being silent, it's a mass shooting. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue one way or the other about that. It's just how they're classified and how they're classified at the moment. Well, that's annoying. You don't get crime related. At hmm. least at least for for the most people who do these statistics on these things. Mhm. Mm like yeah, there has to it has to seem random. I don't even know if the disgruntled employees get counted. They might, it's but I'm not never sure. Never random. There's always a reason for it. Whitman was random. Yeah, well, okay. But there was a reason. He but it was random. Tumor. Yes, but it was random. I, I understand, but there was a reason. Vegas that we know of was random. That would, does seem random. 
I'm sure there is a reason, but mm. goodness only knows if we'll ever find out what it was. I was going to say, even Texas that we know of so far, it was random. Well, apparently his mother-in-law went to that church. Okay. Was there so. a deep-seated hate for everyone around her? Well, I mean, many people dream about shooting up their mother-in-law. Not me. My mother-in-law is awesome. But. Uh, how much easier is it to shoot your mother-in-law and try to get away with it? I don't know. People if, who if you are just aim at the mother-in-law. I think my nine-year-old said it best. He was pissed, furious at his friend who would not stop needling him in that obnoxious way the kids will do. Mm-hmm. And he just started screaming, "I am going to beat you with this thing!" And he just lost it mm-hmm. because you hit a boiling point and you just lose it. Yeah. And it was like. Wow, this is friggin' fascinating. Mm-hmm. Which is the worst parenting thing to do in the, <laughs> the entire world. I mean, I don't suggest it, but that's how I reacted. That's I'm not watching him going, that's the worst, amazing. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I learned a lot from him. Like, you just, you, you see this kind of rage, and it's like, okay, your impotence at the situation and feeling like you have no power or control and cannot change it. And it comes out as extreme violence and rage. Mm-hmm. All and right. It's like, that's so cool. From you get a whole group of kids who are like that. And well, what would they do? Yeah, but we're not talking about a group. We're talking about one mass shooter. Well, Columbine was two kids. It was two. That was very rare. It is very rare, yeah. I can't name another two-shooter group. Or, yeah. Or even multiple shooter. That is true. It's usually the one dude. And from a personal story. So then that's not mass hysteria because it's just uh, I'm saying one it, person. But then it continues. If it's... Um, <laughs> but, I mean, so... If Does, it's only one person doing it then and there, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they're looking at it going, oh, that's a good idea. I should do this. Well, shouldn't that count as mass hysteria? No. That's like... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, no. So what I feel like is, is um, with mass hysteria, it's something that's happening right then and there. Mm-hmm. So you get um, people together who start attacking somebody on the internet and just pull them down and all this other stuff. Yeah, that seems like mass hysteria, even if they're right not not right next to each other. You have to see this as a good idea and then decide to do the it, and then mentality. weeks later do it or yeah. whatever it is. It's never like instantaneous. I still think there's a hysteria to it too. And it's it's being portrayed through the idea of transmitting. Mm. I mean, that's possible. I have no idea. I don't either. I, don't... I can't prove that at all. I'm just saying. I, I don't think weapons being readily available have anything to do with it. No, but I do think it's easy. To me, it would be easier to kill a bunch of people with a gun. I think it'd be easier with a bomb. Okay. Fair enough, but I was thinking between gun and truck. <laughs> Fair. So, but like I said. And like b- a knife attack? That's a joke. <laughs> but oh, not really. Ask well, London. Yeah. <laughs> knife That's attacks true. have gotten really real lately. But not that many d- people died. Did anybody die? In London, I think it was two. So, that that is not horrendous. I think in I think France had one with none, but it could be wrong. Yeah, you know, so they don't have the guns available as much as we do, and they have less fatalities because you have to get more creative, and the yeah. more creative ways aren't working as well. No, but it is easy to build. A, we're giving people terrible ideas. It's easy to build a bomb, so you're right about that. It's I think it's cheaper to build a bomb. <sighs> Like a, 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 a single handgun at, at the cheapest price is like $400, maybe 450 Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you can... You can tell uh, I've never bought my own guns. <laughs> yeah. At, at least large caliber. You can get some cheaper 22s. Uh-huh. 
but anything above a 22 is going to run maybe 300. Wow. Shows you what I know. For new. If you're buying at a pawn shop or something, I'm sure you can get cheaper. Okay. And if you're looking at uh, certain shotgun builds, might get a little cheaper too. But mm-hmm. no one's ever... Wait, no. Let me rephrase. Not many have ever gone on a mass shooting with a shotgun. No, that would be ridiculous. I'm, I'm pretty sure at least one has. I ran the stats not that long ago. It was a weird exercise and kind of eye-opening and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, if if you want to have the gun debate, this is also a bad idea for me to throw out. But if you want to have the gun debate, handguns way more death than any kind of rifle. Yeah. I mean, just on mass shootings, not all murder. I have. If you count yeah, all I, murder, it's not even close. Handguns no, I kill know. more. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I you know I. I don't necessarily want to get into it. It's just one of those things where I can see both sides fairly easily. And I have sympathy for both sides of the argument. Oh, I can I can too. I lean so. more one way than the other. Yeah. But I, I see both sides and I don't have great arguments for either one. No. I, I don't have awful arguments for be, either one. <laughs> I think there should be more compromise in the middle of this. That's what bothers me is that it's not like we can't compromise. Yeah. And try and figure. We we have so many ways that we can do things that would work, and or at least try them to see if they would work, and nothing happens. No, because <sighs> I think that's where the mass hysteria on the shooter issue comes in. Yeah, it's everyone goes into hysterics after these events, whether it's oh god, ban all the guns, or oh god, they're gonna take my gun. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I the mass hysteria, the the not mass hysteria, the shootings mm. no, I guess it is mass hysteria the shootings are a great uh, vehicle for me to suddenly develop agoraphobia so mm. that I don't have to go out and see anybody or do anything Yeah, <laughs> it's not laziness <laughs> it's mental illness no yeah. mm-hmm. except agoraphobia doesn't quite work that way but okay we'll, we'll run with it <laughs> what are the odds my husband would know that uh... He made me go to a party last week. Oh, it was terrible. That's awful. It was awful. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to go. And I went. It was full of awkward engineers. And it was like, oh. <laughs> it's okay. I was the awkward one. And I was, after about like an hour and a half, I'm like, I'm really done. We need to go. <laughs> I don't like peopling. That needs to be a title of something. Just full of awkward engineers. <laughs> That's all they are. They just talk shop all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. It's not English. None no. of that was English. I. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be just fine without me. Yeah. Good Lord. I've always found the talking shop thing weird. Yes, that's all they do. My friends never do that is the thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, I have one friend. And they're engineers? Well, one is an, uh, he's the, what is it? I don't Uh, know. Network engineer. Okay. Computer stuff, it's IT infrastructure. Okay. Which I I can talk to him about, but he he gets off work and he's like, all right, fuck work. Let's talk video games and... (sighs) music in movies yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he doesn't take his work home except when he literally does but even then it's like no tell me talk about something else because this is boring and stupid <laughs> they are all jazzed about their work mm-hmm. they're all excited they're doing cutting edge stuff so they think it's really fun and I'm just like no see even that I don't know I don't have that like I nope. c- I could be curing cancer, not get home, and I don't want to talk about it at all, ever. <laughs> work is work, and then life is life. And I, all doesn't matter what I've ever done, I've kept the two quite separate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. That's not the way it goes with the men in my life. They're engineers that talk shop and drive me crazy. And, I mean, yeah. I'm just tired of that. So yeah. I would go... Area to avoid. You cut out. 
having to go to a party like that ever again. You cut out. Booger. Okay. I heard. Can you hear I would, me? I would go. Yeah, I can hear you now. I would go. I would go mass hysteria just to get out of those parties. Because yeah. Yeah, but then you would start dancing, and you'd just be the center of the party. Damn it. <laughs> I don't want to dance. I know. That's the thing. Uh, I think yeah. certain people are immune to catching mass hysteria for certain reasons. I don't know that I'm immune to it. I'd see, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think I am immune to it. I think I can be caught up in it quite easily. Um, at least in some ways. I think there'd be other stuff where I'd be like, mm, this is stupid and I'm not doing this. Yeah. Because every once in a while I just get into moods like that. I'm I'm sure there are times where I have been goaded along with friends. For when I was a kid, um, we had this little snot wipe that lived down the street from us who was big into vandalism, and I don't know, I don't know why I did this, but he started throwing rocks at this abandoned place. Mm. That I mean, it was still owned and it was still a nice thing, and he broke a bunch of rocks, and I picked up rocks and I started throwing them too, and yeah, I'm like, what? what was I thinking? You know, and you look back now, it's like, I, I don't know. He was doing it and I did it too. Yeah. So, which I mean, there's, there's certain cases where I can think of, I got caught into certain group thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's easier to get caught up into that than, but I question I it now. Realize. Yes. Now I hear something not to always take that minute to go. Okay. Is this legit? Do I need to double check everything? I just fucking heard. <laughs> Because, I don't know, you spend so much time hearing lies from people. There comes a breaking point where you're like, nope, fuck this. So we're back after uh, quite a lot of technical difficulties and then travel and other things. <laughs> it's been a fun week. Yes. It's been a real fun week. It has been a fun week. Yeah. We missed another. My day. internet keeps breaking. Internet Thank you. Verizon. Yeah. I'm now standing outside recording this. It's, lo mm -hmm. it's a lovely day, by the way. <laughs> Bet it is. It's yeah. cold and windy here. It's northeast. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's chilly and windy here. So it's actually really nice. Nice, yeah. <laughs> it's better than the 80 degrees in November yesterday. Yes. My parents are saying it's going to be 94 on Thanksgiving. Wow. It's not. We're getting yeah. a cold front here. Southern California winter. That's insane. <laughs> yes, it is. It's going to be mm -hmm. 67 here. I will take my 40s. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to snow. It's always fun when it snows. My in-laws are up in the mountains on the Appalachian Trail, so oh. it's beautiful up there when it snows. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's cool. I mean... Um, okay, so i got to get back to groupthink and close this one out. Yeah. Uh, last thing I was saying was groupthink. As long as you question everything, you're not as susceptible to it. And it's tiring. And I get that. It's so tiring. It's exhausting. <laughs> it makes you really cynical. Mm -hmm. And it makes everybody want to kill you. So you might not even survive. Because uh, everybody wants you to groupthink. I mean, them. yes, they do. They want you to confirmation bias. <laughs> they want yes. you to confirm everything they already think. That's where the news cycle comes from. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> where the divided news cycle comes from. And... Mm -hmm. It, it it's not a fun time, but it I think it makes you happier to not read the headline and immediately go, oh, that's true. And I should mold my reality around that. Okay, that's fair. But, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I really just like buying into the things that I know are probably not true. I mean, I think everyone likes it. It makes your day-to-day -day easier to not have to go, Here's the headline. Let me take 10 minutes to Google it and then possibly do math. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants that line of events. No. Especially the math no. part. No one likes the right? math part. But the math part saves no. us. And then statistics versus narrative is always a hard thing. Mm. Like the narrative mm -hmm. is this is the most dangerous time in the history of man. And the statistics say it's the safest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you I'm hear right, but... you, you hear one mass shooter and everyone freaks out. But the murder rates plummeted. Doesn't 
It doesn't change anything. I know. Well, it'll be fine once Trump realizes that the murder is plummeting because he'll credit for it and tell everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Even though it's been plummeting, but that's okay. You know, even. <laughs> Why it, would we let facts stand in our way? Exactly. Why let facts destroy a good story? See? You and <laughs> I want to just believe the things sometimes. Like anytime somebody tells me crazy things that happen in Florida, I just believe it. Our, One, because it's Florida, and two, because it's funny. I was going to say, technically, even when you fact check those, those are usually true. <laughs> the one so the one I sent you about the woman who trained her 65 cats to um, rob her neighbors. Oh, yeah. That was, I'm assuming, satire. was not actually true. <laughs> yes, but it was Florida, but I was thinking it had to be Florida, and therefore I was inclined to believe it was true. Yeah. Which I had a philosophy professor um, in college who told me that sometimes truth was only what you could believe. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what the term was, but that's what he said. So he's like, so if somebody came up to me and said, hey, Matt, I saw your roommate walking down Main Street with a six-foot-long bong. I, I would believe that, even mm. if it wasn't true, because it's something that I could conceive of having happened. Because it could be believable. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I always thought that was an interesting way of looking at it. It is, but then again, depending on the person, you have a lot of naive people out there who could believe quite a bit. I know. I mean, the world's ending t tomorrow. Wait, what's tomorrow? Oh, weekend? thank goodness. Uh, that's, no, it's ending today. My bad. Yeah, it's today. November 19th. The, yeah. the Another planet's going to... No, it's the same planet that was supposed to hit us in September. Yeah. I thought it was in October. Was it October? I thought it was September. I, it, I don't know. I put it on my calendar that the apocalypse was happening, and it, then it didn't happen. It's probably both. <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah. As long as you just keep guessing every month, sooner or later... Yeah, we need to form that committee. That, so here's the best thing about this, that your idea of, like, handing out for the clips for whoever guesses it right. Mm -hmm. We don't ever actually have to pay for it. Exactly. So we could raise a bunch of money <laughs> handing out awards for whoever gets the apocalypse correctly, and then we can just embezzle the money and have fun with it. Yeah. And then when the apocalypse actually happens, There's no one to we pay. might be heading to hell, but we're in the clear. <laughs> I checked my ticket to hell a long time ago, so I'm good with this plan. Yes! <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> whoever gets the apocalypse right, we will pay uh -huh. you whatever we fundraise. Yes. We need exactly. to start that fundraiser. Kickstarter. Yes. Go fund me. Let's go. Yeah, go fund me. <laughs> we'll start up a Patreon. End of the world Patreon. <sighs> we should sure do that, just for the hell of it. <laughs> You really should. I'm on to get this started now. <laughs> Another part of my Sunday. The best wording. Trying to get the best wording for that. I'll have to call up Trump. Uh, <laughs> he has the best words. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so group think. We might make a lot of money off of this one. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Fortunately, we've given our our secret away. Anybody yeah. who actually listens to this, but that's yeah. okay. It'll, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. All right. So on a closing, mass hysteria. Is it a uh -huh. is it a thing that's affecting most people? I I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence as I'm well. Still... Like yeah. it is. It's one of those English problems mm -hmm. where I think most people are, but it doesn't quite fit the traditional definition. Yeah. But it's current year, 2017. Nothing fits the traditional definitions of anything anymore. It didn't. It doesn't. Everything is in chaos right now. Mm -hmm. it, because everything is changing so fast. Yes. The dragon is pretty much done with its tail at this point. It's working on its own house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, until next week. Oh, actually, no, we're going to take a week off for Thanksgiving. I think. Unless this yep. goes up today, in which case. Okay. It depends. 
But there, right. there may or may not be a next week. Also, we may not see you next week. Yeah, also near Biru planet's going to crash into us today, so it doesn't even matter. There will be no next week oh, at all. Right. Because That's matter. right, I forgot. So we're fine. Okay, good. But if there's that a works. next week, maybe there will be a link to some kind of fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> Until then. <laughs> all right, bye. Later.